Hey, good morning, boys. How you doing? Morning, Thomas. Very David morning, from uh, Wisebury and more, and Richard Martinezzi from Wisebury Five Dog. Morning, Thomas. How are How, you? How's the market, boys? It's still going strong, very strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, massive. Talk to me. Massive, talk to uh, me because I want to know because this, it, I, I can't afford anything in the city. It's yeah, doing well, really well. Yeah. Look again. I was looking at prices. We're back up to where we were at the top of the market in 2017. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was looking at some figures this morning. Since uh, since the top of the market in Enmore, this is what I'm looking at. Prices had gone back seven and a half percent, and they've come up six and a half. So we're one percent behind where we were in 2017. Wow! Um, and we, you know, as I was saying to you earlier, we're getting good, fantastic inquiries. Uh, Dulwich Hill were just sold pre-auction. We had we had 71 inspections on that. Um, and my big auction for next week, as I said before, again we've had oh, like 47 contracts out. Oh my goodness! Those are terraces. So there's a lot of people out there, and some of these people have got some serious money to spend. Um, and even at the budget end, I've got a little, a little uh, cheaper unit at Stanwall. There's a lot of inquiry in that first home buyers. So yeah, let's talk still. about that one. Let's talk about that one. I mean, we we um, here. Yeah. This, so this unit's not sold, right? So the other one I know is going to be sold those terraces, yeah, well, but this yeah. one here, let's talk about it. So it's a it's a you know ground floor two bedroom unit. Yeah. Uh, 1970s, nothing nothing special. But it's in that right price range, entry level price. It'll probably sell, you know, six to six fifty somewhere in that range. Any garages? Uh, no, open car space. You don't pay more than six fifty for a garage. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to and a couple of people back this week for second inspection. So there's so a toilet, there's a there's oh, a yeah, kitchen yeah, in there. I mean, I'm just <laughs> asking. I mean, do you have to pay some extra too? <laughs> <laughs> and a balcony too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a great location. It's about 300 metres walk up to Enmore Road, so you're into the buses, all the cafes, okay, and Enmore Road and that. Okay. Nightlife. Um, and um, do you have the address? Is that on uh, opened? Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's, it's on uh, real estate domain. Wise Online Unit Two, Number Forty One Cavendish Street. Um, right. It's a great opportunity. For a first-time buyer to get into the market, because um, you know there's not too much in the market under the seven hundred. No, I, I can I in, can in assure you there isn't. Yeah. That is yeah. amazing. So it's it's you know, it's a great buy for someone to, um, to wow. get into the market. Okay, and, and when you say it's ground floor unit, so uh, how many stories? It's a it? three-story building. Okay, you know, typical nineteen seventies building. And how, how many units in the block? Uh, Twelve in the building, so it's you know reasonable size, security building. Yeah, and and body corporate. Uh, what yeah, is it? Yeah, about seven seven ninety-five a quarter. Right. But okay. You switch it's you know, in the groove here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. so for anyone interested, before it's actually fly out the window, yeah, call David Craddock from Wisebury and more. Exactly. <laughs> and do it now <laughs> before you miss out. <laughs> so let's go back to the market. What else? What else is the market doing? I mean, we, we're talking then more. What, what about five well, I think um, the, the buy confidence is uh, is up there. It's pretty crazy at the moment. So it's creating like a bit of a buyer frenzy. Right. Um, you know, everything that comes on the market, you know, like David said, the inspections are crazy. We just sold one a couple of weeks ago um, where we had over 400 inquiries. Um, there was 100, um, 120, I think, inspections uh, and 16 registered bidders on the day. So that kind of just flew out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and was it the one that sold with uh, four hundred thousand dollars over right, reserves? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so it was four hundred thousand over reserves. That's crazy. Yeah. Four hundred over reserves. Yeah. So wow. That's what's happening at the moment. I think uh, you'll probably find the same thing yeah. on the weekend when you sell yes. that one in Some Surrey Hills. Are, um, although interestingly, we're finding a lot of inquiry, but when it comes back down to auction day, most of the time we we don't have any of those numbers. There might be two or three or four registered bidders. We're not getting those massive amounts of registered bidders which we were getting a few years ago when it was quite common to get 10, 12 registrations. Right. Um, the number of registrations are, are 
you know, are down. Um, but nonetheless, there are still people out there willing to, um, you know, willing to um, part with the money and, and, and you know, get into it. We're finding that we've got a lot of, uh, still a lot of first home buyers active and people who are upgrading. Yes. Maybe from their first home, their apartment or something into a home and that sort of thing. I've been doing quite a few podcasts today of uh, different areas. Uh, do you find that a lot of people are upgrading, leaving maybe the inner city to go outside of Sydney? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I was looking at some rental vacancy rates this morning. Yes. <laughs> and the uh, inner city, I think, was 5.5%. Uh, the inner next ring out, you know, the next ring out was 5.4%. Then it went down to 2.7% for the outer Sydney. Right. Everywhere out of Sydney, Central Coast, 0.7% vacancy factor. Yeah. And all up and down the coast regional areas, they are so low. So there must be a lot of people, you know, if these aren't people that are buying, they're just moving out of the city. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, I, I just did a uh, podcast where uh, the gentleman um, wanted to pay double the um, the bond. He yeah. wanted to pay yeah. a double bond. Just a and, yeah, and he wanted to pay some extra money. It, it's just crazy out there. Yeah. You yeah. know, Central Coast, there's no vacancy. That's right. When you've got a vacancy rate of 0.7%, that's when... There's competition among yeah. the Which happened in Enmore, you know? It, I, I remember a time oh, when, did, man, yes, you had yeah, like yeah, 40, yeah, 50 yeah, people, yeah. do you remember? Yeah, we would and have open homes on Saturday and you'd, 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 you'd drive around the corner and there's a queue of people up the street, 20 <laughs> or 30 deep. Uh, but those days, uh, unfortunately, are long gone. So yeah. they'll come back. But uh, Any good stories, guys? About well, uh, I agree with yeah. that, um, what you said about people moving out of Sydney. The last three presentations uh, that I've actually been to, yeah. Uh, they're all looking at buying the Central Coast because from COVID they're all working from home and they've decided that they can go to a beachside suburb, live there and obviously work from there as well. So I, I totally agree. Um, in relation to a good story, um, I, I think uh, I was going to bring up my auction. Obviously the, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the thing with this one here, it was uh, on the market. Well, it was, it's been kind of going for nine months. Um, you know, it was a deceased estate. So the family... Uh, decided to sell it um, nine months ago, um, but it was good to finally close that chapter on them because through the pandemic, the obviously the um, you know going through probate, uh, it took so long, so they were kind of overwhelmed right. of the whole process, and they were, mm. they were pretty happy that I stuck with them the whole time and let them know everything that was happening um, and kept them up to date constantly. Um, and obviously, come auction day, um, they were very relieved. Um, and not so much of, they're grateful of the sale price, uh, but they're grateful that it, it was kind of all over. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're very thankful and uh, very appreciative of it all. Oh yeah, no, I think it was a good show. I was there, so I could, I, I could see mm. how great of a show you put on. Because, uh, you know, as everything, people are, they think that an auction just happened on the day, but it's not true. I have, I've done podcasts of auctioneers and they are all saying, that ninety percent of the jobs done by the real estate agent before auction day. You Absolutely. know, like you guys are doing a bloody good job. I mean, the auctioneer is the guy that you know throws down a hammer. He throws down a hammer. He's the one that is on public display. So everyone thinks he's doing it, but they they all say the same thing. Ninety percent's been done by the agent. Well, absolutely. You have to you have to make sure you've got the buyers there. Is one thing. Uh, knowing they can buy it, and secondly, is you've got to have your vendor in the right frame, 
so that he's their expectations are yes. realistic. Yes. Uh, and then it's up to, if you get those two right, then it's up to the auctioneer to use his skill to get their maximum bids and, and, and get the result. But if you go there with a vendor that's got expectations way above market, well, no matter what the auctioneer can do, um, you're probably not going to get that result. Right. So that's part of it, and that's what we do through the campaign, is to educate your vendor as to what f sort of feedback we're getting from you know by um, interested parties, you know what they like about it, dislike about it, um, and, and and you sort of got that you know three to four week of the auction campaign to to give them that feedback and educate them as to where the market's at. Yeah. Um, and and you know most people occasionally get some people who've got expectations they won't budge, but most people realise you know if we want to get a sale and move on, we've got to meet the market. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. I know that you guys are pretty good though with your auctions, but I have to say one of the things that I notice is. Buyers should also get education. I, I notice so many times around the end of an auction, they just go in drips and feet, you know. And, and what happens is that when a guy goes up five, it's not difficult for you to think about one or five to follow him. Yeah. But what if you're getting close to your budget and instead of seeing everyone going through fives, you do 50? Right, which yeah. may be calling in one or two goals, everything you had left, that stops a lot of people from jumping in because they go, hold on, how do I go another one when this guy is done 50? My head's yeah. been prepared for one or five or 10 or 11, and the dude just jump in 50? So I think that buys ought to be also taught prior to auction day. Oh, absolutely. They're really, you know, different people have different sort of bidding techniques. Yes. And, and you know, Topping the next, the previous bid by a thousand dollars is this one or, or whatever, you know, denomination. Or a knockout bid or something. Yeah, yeah. knockout bid, but um, um, uh, and we need to educate buyers on that. Uh, I had a, a client once had an auction and he was doing, he was using that tactic, but no matter what other bids were put on the table, he'll top it by a thousand dollars. And it was funny, like the, someone there was two other people bidding there, throwing bids in, and every bid, thousand dollars, thousand dollars. And, and um, one of the other guys was starting to get a bit shirty, so he bid an extra $30,000, $1,000. And he, and he was changing his bids all over the place to try and shake the $1,000 guy, but the $1,000 guy just persisted, $1,000, $1,000. And he got it in the end. Mm. But, um, um, but you need, I think you need to educate buyers. And I, I think a lot of them are, I don't know, a bit, a bit nervous about bidding in some cases. Um, you know, whether you go in strong, um, I tried that technique myself once. I was bidding on a house at Newtown, and I went in there, we had a look at it, and um, the agent indicated the price guide, and I thought, yeah, 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 it's worth this. So I put this figure in my mind. Anyway, come auction day, out in the street, opening bid, you know, the usual five-minute silence. Yeah. And, uh, and I sort of said, oh, well, here goes. Put my hand up, $1.3 million, and auctioneer, that was a strong bid, sir. I said, yes. And there was deadly silence for another two minutes. I thought, oh, I've cooked it here. <laughs> but then anyway, so someone else came out of the woodwork and a couple of other people finished it off. But um, I thought, oh, well, that's what I'm prepared to pay for. I'll throw them on the table to start with just to see. Yeah. You know, because if you start high, it's sort of, you'll soon see if you've got any competition or not. That's right. So, um, you know, if you start low, everyone gets in and the next thing you've got five, six people bidding against you and you think, oh, you know, there's a lot of competition, but um, you don't know how high that competition is going to go. So. Yeah, I, I find that when you start low and, and, and you go up slowly, 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 you actually could run the risk of calling on other people's ego to get in yeah. flame. And they say, you know what, I'm going to jump in now. Yeah. Or, you know what, I'll be silly sitting out. So 
if, if you did what you did that 1.3, there's probably quite a few who probably decided that's it, it's not for me. This is going to fly. That's you know? right. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly you just uh, narrow the range of buyers that are going to play with you. That's right. Yeah. And I think that that's, what, that's where you guys are very, very good with your auction. Because I also noticed a lot of agents, the auction is pretty bad where they use it as a conditioning on the, the, the vendor. And, and I think it's a wrong way of doing it. You know, you, you have to do it in such a way that you're here working for your sellers. You have to get the buyers up. Yeah. And it's, that's the same with our auction. The, um, the first bid started at our price guide. Yes, I, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So everyone was aware of the price guide yeah. and what it was going to go for. And, you know, the first bid was at 1.9 million. So from there, that's how we got an extra, you know, 500,000 on top, being 400,000 over reserve. Yeah. Man, excellent result. Mm. Any other stories you want to share? Um, I had a good good little story. We had, a, I suppose, a tenant slash vendor story. Yes. Uh, uh, one of our tenants, she, uh, her mother was moving into a retirement village and you know, she wanted to sell her mum's apartment. And um, she, she called me up one day and plus a few other agents and I went out and had a look and we had a chat and everything and went through the process. Anyway, she rang me back and said, look, I'll get you guys to run with it. Um, so we went, went to market, sold it, great result, a uh, very good result actually, and I uh, had a little email from her the other day, she was saying, thanks for the fantastic result, it was way above expectations uh, between Emma and myself, um, um, dealing with Wisebridge has been an absolutely fantastic experience. Oh, that's so uh, nice. So it was good, yes. Good. So, um, what, what's happening with the market you reckon now? So do you know, this is the end of our interview so I want to ask you what's your prediction now is it cha- has it changed from last month we we now the end of October uh, should people buy in November uh, is is there going to be anything left in in December for buyers or waiting I mean wh- what is going on we're finding stock levels still through this you know stuff coming onto the market uh, and I think it'll still be a fairly you know steady market right up to the end of the year mm-hmm. um, what happens next year is, I guess, is the, the question on everyone's tongue because, uh, you know, there's talk of uh, government cutting out, it probably won't be to March, a lot of these, um, you know, support, job keeper, job seeker, what have you, all those sort of things. Um, banks are starting to call, call in their uh, moratoriums on loan repayments, uh, whether that's going to affect the marketplace a lot, whether it's going to put some forced sales. You know, I mean, when we look at the rental market, there's still a lot of vacancies out there that may start to hurt some investors that are highly viewed. Um, so um, it, it could it could slow down a little, but but then again, you know, conversely, there's talk of uh, a further rate reduction on Melbourne Cup Day, which is next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I think they can't go much slower than that exactly. once they chop them once more. Yeah. Uh, so what's your prediction then for let, let's let's have a look at it? You know, I mean. Uh, some people are going to be uh, betting on horses. Let's bet on, on, on the rates. <laughs> Let's bet on the rates. Do you think it's going to go up or down? Oh, you're going to stay or go down? I can go down. I'm going to go, go down, down too. Going, yeah. You're going I'm for down? down. Yeah. Uh, my money is, is that it stays. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Okay. Thank you very much, boys. Don't lose everything on that day. You may owe me money by the end of Tuesday. <laughs> Talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas.